Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on DC Universe and the CW. I'm a Star Guy, Alex. I'm also a Star Guy, Justin. I am Bonus Pete. <laughs> and this is, as Pete hinted, the bonus episode for Icicle, the third episode of Stargirl. Now, as you folks probably know, it airs Mondays all day long, every day. On uh, DC <laughs> Universe, and then it airs about two days later on the CW, usually in abbreviated form, but the next couple of episodes are about the same length, so stuff hasn't been cut out to the same extent as the previous two episodes, which were missing about 10 minutes, but there is about two-ish minutes mm. missing from this episode, which we are going to talk about what was missing from the DC Universe to the CW airing, and then also... We're going to do a deep dive into the JSA, the Justice Society of America, and talk about that big scene that happens towards the end of the episode. So, again, if you haven't seen it yet, get out of here. Don't listen. (laughs) Watch the episode first. This is just the bonus. Uh, But let's get into it and talk about the deleted scene. Yes, Pete. Oh, did you have a prediction you wanted to make? Well, I'm just saying, like, what I like about this is... You know, it's shot so well and done so well that it's almost like, what are you going to do? What are you going to come out, cut out, CW? You can't cut out any of this shit. This episode was, uh, there was so much amazing stuff in there. They could only cut like a minute and change. They couldn't even, you know. So in your opinion, the CW is like, we want to fucking pull some stuff out of here. We got to get some of these horrible scenes and DC Universe stop them. Exactly. Yeah. Pete has a very black and white understanding of it. When really, if you're an editor here, you're just targeting the Mikey scenes. If I'm the... Right, oh, right you cut shut this your out. mouth. You shut your mouth. Wait, so let's do a prediction, just because we do only have the one scene here. Pete, what do you think was cut out of the episode? It's tough. It's tough. I would cut out the... Um, all the magic... Creepy magic stuff in the hall And just have some random kid get killed Because it's almost better that way Because when you find out he's the magic kid You're like, no, I don't care It's like when you see a mime die You're like, well, I don't know what you were doing with your life Great Excuse me, did you say when you see a mime die? Yeah Is that a thing that's happened to you? You're like driving down the side of the road And you see like a mime just kind of there on the side Mm -hmm. You know, and you're like, no Oh, yeah I usually uh, put those in the back of my truck And cook them up for later Because that's good eating Lots of meat on those mimes You know what I'm talking about, Pete? Yeah (laughs) Makes lime jerky Great Uh, Love a meaty mime Justin, do you want to make a prediction of what was cut out? That's what I'm trying to think now. Um, I think there's some, uh, you could cut out some of the stuff from the high school, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Not the rimming. You can't cut out the uh, rimming. Again, that's not, not that. that's not what that means. We talked about that on the previous podcast. Different word. I think, uh, you, yeah, I'm going to guess uh, some of the stuff from okay. high school. I was super surprised. I actually had to stop watching and go back to make sure that I didn't actually miss it because... 
this kind of feels like a crucial scene they cut out, particularly for the arc of the episode. Uh, they cut out the scene of Barbara putting the family picks together and Jordan coming into the office and asking her to join the meeting later. She says she has a family dinner and he says, oh, of course, family comes first. That was completely gone. So instead, the episode goes from, hold on, uh, from uh, Cameron establishing that he drew flowers over slut on the lockers to Courtney walking by the other mean dude in town. Pete? Hmm. You can't cut out Amy Smart. She's giving you gold here. You don't cut out Amy Smart gold. Are you out of your mind? First, you reveal the, okay, the bad boy has a heart of gold because he drew flowers over the slut. That was fantastic. It's a very nice, classy move to make. But you can't, I mean, that was a very touching scene. It was almost a meet cute. It kind of really gave everything else an edge. You're, you're, you can't cut out gold. Oh, we should we should say Pete um, is the talent uh, manager for Amy Smart and whoever plays Mikey. So he's always pushing their uh, their scene. I got rep my clients, baby. <laughs> uh, what I think is interesting about this, I guess you could kind of pick up the information about what's going on with Barbara. Otherwise, and her relationship with Jordan um, or burgeoning relationship with Jordan, whatever's going on there. But the weird thing about it to me is it goes from we're having family dinner to suddenly she's at a meeting at night and not there, which in my mind makes well, her make any well, sense. It makes her feel a little more callous in a way versus showing that she cares about it and that she shows up and nobody's there. So, I like it. I think it's nice. It it is a little more, it has a little more stakes to it. It makes it feel more like she's making the choice to put her work above mm-hmm. family, which I think is going to be something that, a conflict that we're going to have uh, eventually. And it, uh, it, I think it works. I think it's a good cut. I'm Don't. with the CW. I agree with the CW here. <laughs> You're, that's awful. You're okay with cutting out gold? You don't think that you need solid gold in your TV show? You don't think that having Amy Smart be Amy Smart in such a a brilliant matter of minutes there, condensed gold, you think that's okay? I think they took out that two-minute scene and put in two minutes of commercials, which is the real goal. <laughs> we're all out there, mind. Pete, they also, I should mention, they You're added a 15-minute sequence where the dog gets horrible diarrhea from eating all those Cheetos, and they have to take it to the vet, and he you almost dies. That. You don't yeah. know that. I, what do you mean, I don't know that? <laughs> you don't know that they uh, had, uh, that dog had diarrhea. That dog could have had Perfect shits after that. <laughs> what? What? Why are you making a stand? Perfect Cheetos Cheeto, are glorious. I'm not Cheeto encrusted. Right on. Be smirk, Amy Smart, and her fantasticness, or the name of Cheetos. I want to. I want to take a moment and uh, talk a little bit more about these perfect shits that are coming from dogs, Pete. <laughs> Is that something you? Oh, I actually have a comment on when you're walking along in the street. Wow, perfect. Excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, but your dog just made a perfect (laughs) shit right back there. That's a, it looks just like the poop emoji. It's amazing. It's got two eyeballs and everything. Uh, I think the poop emoji is actually a pretty bad poop. It's very, it's like soft serve. Let's move off this topic real quick. Um, I do have a Sophie's (laughs) Choice to pit uh, for for Pete. Um, If you had to choose between two minutes of uh, Cheetos and two minutes of Amy Smart, what do you do? 
It's hard, but you got to go with Amy Smart. She's giving you solid gold. I mean, you know, the Cheetos are, uh, everybody knows, glorious. You know, Cheetos are going to be Cheetos. You don't need to give it extra screen time. Everybody knows it's amazing. So you can't take away Amy Smart. You shouldn't silence Amy Smart. As a follow-up question, do you think somebody is going to take on the mantle of Chester Cheeto later on in the show? You know, I don't want to say... You know, the show's doing a great job writing on its own. I don't want to tell it what it should mm-hmm. do, but if you're smart, you got to pay that off. It's not easy being a perfect piece of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Let's that. talk about something else. So there was this great scene in the JSA headquarters full of Easter eggs. We talked about this a little bit on the full podcast, um, but they got these portraits set up. The They're Alex Ross-style paintings. They're actually uh, photos of the actor's who are playing the characters, but they're set up exactly like the covers from Jeff John's run on Justice Society of America. We get to see a little bit of The Flash, Dr. Fate, Our Man, Johnny Thunder, Wildcat, Green Lantern, uh, also Dr. Midnight, of course, and Starman. Um, what'd you take away from this? What was the big, most exciting Easter egg for you in this scene? Well, first I was like, why is there pictures Next to their thing. But then I was like, okay, because just to remind everybody, Joel McHale was like, I think they did a lot to make that picture of Joel McHale not look weird. Because to a comic book fan, it kind of sticks out as that's not real, you know, so it's a little bit hard to kind of like, I think they're doing a good job of trying to be like, hey, this Joel McHale is not just the funny guy. He's actually a real superhero. So. Uh, it was a little it kind of that whole thing was such an emotional roller coaster, though, of like reveals and craziness. But the giggling pen to me was also like uh, yeah, weird. That was my favorite part, the like the leaning into the um, the specifics of each of the characters without having to over explain it or justify it. Like having the Thunderbolt be a, be the pink pen and never referencing it. The most exciting thing was her gathering them up and being like, all right, time to put together my squad. When she stole it? When she stole the stuff that you're talking about? Uh, Yeah, it was just sitting there gathering dust. She stole it. Like if I was walking down the street and I walked past a perfect piece of dog (laughs) shit and picked it up, I don't think I'd be uh, accused of stealing. (laughs) Yo, but if you went into a museum-like setting and then were like, hey, this painting's a little dusty, let me gank this from here. But it's not a museum. It's a secret base. Like if you went and if you were on a I shouldn't say if when Pete, you're stranded on a desert island, which I, as you know, 100 percent believe you will be eventually. um, And you find a treasure chest. I don't think you're going to be like better not touch. Okay. One of my favorite bits is I like to go into a museum and grab something off the wall and say this belongs in a museum. Everybody loves it. Lose their minds. (laughs) Wow. That's good. Uh, I did like, That's for those gold. of you who don't know, and I'm sure we're going to find out a lot more about this, but uh, the Thunderbolt is a genie that is inside of that pen. The genies in the world of DC Comics. Spoiler. Well, I dude. mean, they live in liquid. Jesus. That's fine. I think we could talk about this. This is spoilers from almost 100 years of comics at this point. Uh, and originally it was possessed by a dude named Johnny Thunder. Uh, he pressed it, and I think he's C-U or something like that. It's C-E-I-U. 
I never know how to pronounce it. Yeah. And he calls out the Thunderbolt, and it's like a very specific pink GD. Like it takes you the letter of the word. So you have to be very specific with your wishes and it can only do what you wish. And then later on it gets, uh, falls into the possession of a dude named uh, Jakeem Thunder who says so cool to call it out. And it's the same sort of thing. So it is super powerful, but it's also a fun thing because it never turns out exactly like how you want it to. Really monkey's mm -hmm. paw. So there is a, Johnny Storm in the Marvel Universe, and then a Johnny Thunder in the DC Universe. Crazy. It's yeah. cra- it is, that is crazy. There's a Johnny Paycheck um, in country music. Yeah, and a Johnny Cash. <laughs> Anything like that. Johnny yeah. Cash. Very similar to Johnny yeah, Paycheck. Yeah, we used to have Cash, wow. Storm, and Thunder, and now... Right? No, is that how it goes? Yeah. And, of course, the famous Johnny, Johnny Minamanek. <laughs> I got very excited about uh, Green Lantern's Lantern. And I'm wondering whether, like, he's gone by a bunch of names before, whether they're going to call it Green Lantern because they have the big show coming up on HBO Max and obviously people are still kind of burned after the movie or if they're going to call him Sentinel or what they're going to do there. But of all the heroes, like, The Flash is also tricky because you have the Flash TV show, so I wonder if they're going to do that. Uh, But the Green Lantern is like uncharted territory to me, and I do really like Alan Scott quite a bit as a character, so I'm curious to see if they're going to bring that in at all. I think that would be fun. Ooh. Yeah, and I mean, we've met some other uh, high school students that I feel like uh, Courtney's going to go to. I think Cameron's going to be one. uh, Beth, Yolanda. Janitor. Janitor. It's just going to be the janitor. Yeah. Janitor Thunder. Yeah, when I'm... When, <laughs> when Janny Thunder. When I'm putting together my um, friend group in high school, I definitely look to the janitor first. <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, it'd be janitor, lunch lady, um, and uh, the dude who hangs out by, in the parking lot. Oh, nice. Drinking and smoking. Scumbag? <laughs> yeah. The Scumbags of America? Was that what your group was called? Hey, don't judge us, yeah. man. You you had the super power to judge whether a dog had a perfect shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can sense it. Oh, a lot of people can actually you can, sense, you can it. sense it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. I, I am very excited about seeing the JSA, seeing all these Easter eggs. And I think they're doing them in such a way that it works for the show, even if you don't know the yeah. comics. But And we've talked about this before. But like... If you do know the comics, it's that much more thrilling when you see this stuff. Yeah, 100%. So very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, that is our bonus episode for Star Guys. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out and we'll chat Stargirl with you. Uh, Also, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. iTunes, leave us a comment. We appreciate those. And they help out quite a bit. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. And for the Star Guys, start it up. (laughs) I don't know. I'm still working on it. (laughs) It's good. That one's really good. (laughs) 